Welcome to First Turn, where we play foreign games in a yurt <laughs> and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but in a yurt. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric, and with me is Kate. Hello. And uh, we are currently camping in a yurt. <laughs> Today we're going to be playing The Shipwreck Arcana, designed by Kevin Bishop with art by Matthew Bishop, and it was published in 2017 by Merrimorph Games. The description is, trapped in a drowned world, you and your allies are doomed, or are you? Using a mystical deck and a healthy dose of logic, you can predict each other's fates and escape unscathed. This is a cooperative deduction game for two to five players. You and your friends are fortune tellers trying to prevent terrible fates from befalling each other. To win, you must collectively make seven correct predictions before your doom reaches seven. And the box art, Kate? It's a little bit abstract. There's like a diamond shape in the middle with, I guess, the, the shipwreck itself. So what would be a ship sinking to the bottom of the ocean? Um, but again, it's kind of abstract. It, Half looks like a ship, half looks like a boulder of some kind. There's a half moon, but it's, it's attractive. Yeah. It's a very, like, modern look with, like, yeah. it's mostly a white box with a pretty not-jumps-out-at-you name of the Shipwreck Arcana. Mm -hmm. And then the little, little art is, like, in a little pendant shape in the center. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So it's very different, I think. Compared mm -hmm. to, it reminds me of kind of more like a Time Stories box. Based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf? Um... Yes, yes. I like the the theme and the description. It sounds intriguing, and um, I like cooperative games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I, I bought it um, mostly because it was came up in a list of good good games to play in a yurt or camping. <laughs> um, we need to make that list. The description, yeah, I know. The description definitely sounds interesting. Cooperativeness, prediction. Mm -hmm. I, I've always liked those kind of games where you're trying to figure out stuff like that. Yeah, the detection. The box is definitely like, I think it would be eye-catching. I think it would definitely be like, ooh, what is that? Oh, how do you think it's played, Kate? Oh, how do I think it's impending doom? So we have shipwrecked. And um, so we're predicting our fate of whether we're going to survive. I think we're predicting each other's fate. Each other's fate. So the fate is on the cards and my betting on your fate? Like... Oh, yeah. I'm going to give this a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really think that this is your fate. Yeah, and we're going to do that. And if we give each other enough um, of a good destiny, then we will survive. Okay. We'll avoid the impending doom. What does the writer mean? That means you have um, ridden a horse out of the water. <laughs> Back to dry land. <laughs> Maybe it's a seahorse. Yeah, because that's what a seahorse looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, it's an abstract art. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the, the horse is in your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to be doing the history mm -hmm. of um, staying in a yurt. Uh, January 28th, 2022. Uh, deer also looks like Dean, but we're going to say deer. We have had a wonder fuel time. We played Sushi Go and The Way. The, and The Way Up was hard, but we made it. We love staying in your yurts. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this as, it, as it's spelled. We love staying in your yurts. Oshbush Haley, <laughs> Lupin. 
I am eight years old and I came here with my parents and my stuffed animal, my stuffed animal dog, Iggy. (laughs) I love skiing. (laughs) I did this. The yurt was cold at first, but we retisted the windows were open. Open. I think it's realized. (laughs) Don't uh, forget to close uh, the windows from uh, I don't know, I'm not from an eight year old child who wrote uh, an Iggy left a note and, and a book in the yurt. There's a drawing of maybe Iggy. Um, Iggy kind of looks like a dinosaur. Yep, a little bit. Haven't don't have a good rule summary, but we'll go over the gist of it. Uh, on a player's turn, they're the active player, and they're going to take the following steps. They're going to draw fate cards from the token bag. So we have a bag full of token uh, uh, fate chips, not cards. Um, you don't show these to your allies. Um, then you're going to play. You're going to play one of your fates face up in front of the one of the five cards in the central play area. Obeying that card's ability text. If you can obey multiple cards, choose one to obey and ignore the others. Now, optionally, your allies can then predict. They may make a single prediction, attempting to guess the value of the fate that is still in your hand, the one you did not play this turn. Their prediction must be a statement about a single value in the form, we predict your fate is blank. For example, we predict your fate is four. If they decide not to make a prediction, keep your fate face down, do not reset your number line, and proceed to the fade step. Not fate, fate. we have fate and fade. Mm -hmm. If they, do not, if they do make a prediction, proceed to the resolve step. Uh, resolve. If no prediction was made, skip the step. If a correct prediction was made, you are freed from that fate. The players collectively score one point. You move the green score tracker up one space. If the prediction was incorrect, the player's doom advances. Um, you move the red marker up one space. After any prediction, correct or incorrect, discard your fate back to the bag and reset your number line. Uh, communication. Players should avoid giving away any information. Basically, when it's your active turn, you poker face. Fading. So the Arcana card will fade when the number of hours in front of it uh, is greater than or equal to its duration. So the duration of the number of moons, so like one moon, two moon. And the number of pips is going to be when you play a fade on it, it has a little pip on the side of the number. And so when this one exceeds the number of moons, then we're going to uh, discard all of the fates in front of it back to the bag. So these go back to the bag. We're going to flip it over and and then we're going to advance the doom by two unless you made a correct prediction this turn. So that's how you kind of lose is if they fade and bad you make bad guesses or no prediction. Uh, refill the row of Arcana cards by placing the top Arcana in the empty spot. The game ends when either the score tracker or doom tracker reaches the seventh spot on the hour's score track. There's probably more to that, but we're going to find out as we play. Okay, let's play. We just finished a game of the Shipwreck Arcana. To recap, we won with an asterisk with seven points and our doom tracker was at five points um we probably had a couple rounds that uh uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple where like 
it's it's hard because it's like a secret information game and i was trying to like make sure you knew Mm -hmm. how things worked and that sometimes gave hints Mm -hmm. and then you misread a card yeah sort of sort of yeah Yeah, well the strategy um Um, it's just it's it's just kind of a game yeah yeah you're just trying to make the cards and your predictions work to help the other person to guess correctly so Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a real strategy to it. I guess the only one might be to like, if you're playing and it's going to be hard for them to predict, make sure it's not on a card that'll fade. Cause that, that's how yeah. we got like a lot of doom points real quick. Yeah. And that is something I'd probably try to pay attention to more next time. But I guess maybe it's not really that much of a strategy, but once you have the cards out, like the, what would you call these? Like, the faded The faded cards. cards. That you're paying attention to those two mm-hmm. and making sure you're thinking about the other player being able to use them. Right. It's like if they chose not to cycle a card when that would have changed the math and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Of course, it's reliant on them having paid attention to that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You both need to be applying that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like uh, shipwrecked? Um, anything with a shipwreck? Uh, no. No, yeah, I didn't really feel like that, and I, but I feel bad saying that because I, there's the cards are really yeah, cool, I, it's, and they have yeah, I didn't feel shipwrecked. Yeah, it's like really just a tarot theme. I feel like they could have just gone with that and just focused on the tarot aspect instead of shipwreck part. Yeah, like I don't know, I, I feel bad like saying that I didn't like the theme. Yeah, but the I mean, it was disappointing, but it was disappointing. I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. It's kind of a math puzzly game with an with a theme kind of just put on top of it. Yeah. And I think they did well with what they put on top of it. I think they kind of fell into that problem of by giving it kind of a cool name and sort of description. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at your expectations high. Yeah. Which I feel like it had it's a good. Yeah, it is a good game. So like if they had just hadn't done that, it may have even performed even better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I guess they need to do that so you can pull it off the shelf. <laughs> True, but I, I think there's enough interest in, like, yeah. the style of art and the cards and things. So going to that, Table Presence. It has a good Table Presence. The color, the cards are, are really, really cool looking. And they're all laid out in a really good way to, like, see a bunch of... It looks like... I know literally nothing about tarot, but I'm going to keep referencing it because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was the, the concept behind it. But, mm-hmm. like, it looks like people laying out a tarot deck or something, and it has the cool art and, like, the names and stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would definitely catch your eye. It's got that like clean modern look still. It's not like too much art, but it's mm-hmm. it's a good amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh mechanics. Yeah, what would technically be the mechanics again? So I mean we didn't have placement. <laughs> the list. I don't <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, it's probably like betting on i don't know probably betting i just think we have these little tiles yeah they do um, give you uh, go actually back yeah to back to table presents like the tiles the tiles are cool drawing from the back like i've always said drawing from a bag is just the best so <laughs> um yeah like you, you kind of use them to help you with the math and, and then it's just i don't know it's kind of just like a puzzly thing but it didn't feel too abstract because I, yeah. I just like the way the cards are and there's so much to think about i i think it just it works pretty clean Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised. I thought, like, this is either going to be, like, super, super hard to, like, mm-hmm. guess, and it's going to take multiple rounds, mm-hmm. or it's going to be, like, maybe too easy, but it f- kind of fit right in the middle in the of, middle, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you really had to think. And then once you realized it, you're like, yeah. Yeah. And then you guess and you're wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was so confident. 
Yes, I think mechanically it's one of those like it's simple but it's like elegant mm-hmm. kind of. Uh rules? Yeah, learning the game is pretty easy. I don't know if I want to go into it. Yeah, this is where I would do the symbols. I wasn't too clear on how the fading worked at first. Like I thought that the moons meant more than they did, just then that it was a simple count. Yeah. Um but I don't know that that really made I don't think it like made a difference. It wasn't really that didn't affect whether or not I was paying attention to it. It was more like whether I was thinking about the fading and paying attention to it. Right. And we did miss a couple or one fade at least. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a case where cool art is cool, but maybe just having a number there or something would have been more helpful to the gameplay. But or having the pips match the moons. Matching the moons or something. Yeah. yeah, maybe some alignment there. But I imagine it'd be hard to get that on these tiles yeah. more so than just having the pips on the mm-hmm. on the cards. But I, it's simple enough that it doesn't. It, yeah, if there was a lot more going on than you that you, that you would bother you more. But yeah, yeah, it just threw us off maybe on a first playthrough. Yeah, I, I think it was pretty easy to pick up. We kind of learned it together anyway. But mm-hmm. the rules were pretty laid out really well. Um, it's kind of one of those might be hard to describe until you kind of see some of the. It's one where teaching with some examples that was probably helpful. Mm -hmm. So you could read like, oh, here's what an Arcana card does. And oh, even number. That's easy. Like, Mm -hmm. whereas trying to explain that can be a little tricky. Mm -hmm. It sounds more complex than it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the rule book, I mean, it's short. It's laid out really well. Uh, I think Kiwi would dislike that it has a FAQ in it when (laughs) just put them in your rules. But uh, it's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Player interaction. This is this is my favorite kind of interaction yeah. mm-hmm. where like you're trying to figure out what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. and if they're thinking of all the factors mm-hmm. or if they're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Super interactive. And it's my favorite type. It's not just like interactive from we're all playing on the same board and just paying attention just because mm-hmm. we're operating in a nearby space, mm-hmm. but like, like a terra mystica where it's sort of like mm-hmm. we're near each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like a, a cooperative on like, you can discuss it out openly. It's that mm-hmm. kind of hidden information. Yeah. Trying to predict. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say that, that that's fun that it wasn't that you were working together without it, with it completely open and, and strategizing together. I like the idea that we were trying to just guess based on, have you played a game like that? Like this? I don't think so. Because, like, I know the crew was one where you're playing, it's a trick-taking game with cards, mm-hmm. but there's, like, you don't talk, and so you're trying to, like, guess what the other person's mm-hmm. going to do. kind of has that same sort of very different, like, mechanics, but same kind of feel of, like, trying to deduce what somebody's going to do, but you're working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoy games like that. Mm-hmm. How... You can play with up to five? How does it work? Yeah. So uh, you're sort of... It works pretty much exactly the same. You're just a team. So, okay. like... You rotate around who's drawing the fate and then mm-hmm. doing the guess and then the whole group guesses and they and just have to guesses. come up with a okay. even we were trying to like discuss with each other, but like the other person couldn't say anything. But yeah. it's like it's just nice to like say yeah. it out loud. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have I think this at yeah. a three player would be like perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh would you play it again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um again, I was trying not to say this earlier about the theme like that it was a little disappointing theme but otherwise i really liked it um yeah for all the reasons we just talked about the the way that it's cooperative but the hidden information and trying to get your partner to or your other players to guess correctly um what else 
um, yeah, using the tiles. Um, everything's just designed really well, like the way that the cards function um, when they do fade, then they turn into the faded cards that give you additional uh, abilities or options. Yeah. Yep. Would you play again? I would. It's This is like right up my alley for more of an abstract game of like, it's it's an abstract puzzle game, but it's there's enough there. It doesn't feel like one. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm just putting numbers in slot, like playing a Sudoku puzzle or something. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I like cards and arts and tiles just make it more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the puzzle wasn't super hard, um, but it wasn't easy either. It was like it was like the right amount for me on the theme. Like, it's not a bad theme. It's right. just one of the cases where I wish they had, like, just gone with the theme that they did have and yeah. not try to just tack on something else. But yeah, it doesn't take away from the game at all. It's, no. Just a little bit like, where's the shipwreck? And then once right. you move past that, like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. All right. That was uh, the Shipwreck Arcana. Don't have this memorized. Me neither. If you have any recommendations for games you'd like to hear played in a yurt, um, or any really just yurt recommendations in general. How to keep a fire going. How to keep a fire going overnight. We'll tune in next week to see if we're alive. <laughs> yeah, so you can hit us up on... <laughs> you should know so. you should probably just google first turn podcast and uh i'm sure it's out there all right the podcasting camel says uh as he's in his yurt he's just uh the, the camel yurt mm-hmm. starting his fire for mm-hmm. the night mm-hmm. says uh don't forget to rate review and subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers mm-hmm. look uh, forward to hearing from you uh, more games being more yurts <laughs>